This is Chris Slade, former University of Virginia defensive end, graduate of 1993, back on the staff at UVA. Excited to be back coaching um, my old stomping grounds. You're listening to the Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Welcome to another edition of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show podcast. And it's my great pleasure today to uh, continue our uh series with one of the great doctors over at UVA Sports Medicine and UVA Orthopedics, one of our sponsors, and we thank them so much for their uh, support. Uh, Dr. Siobhan Statuta, who is no stranger to our podcast, she's been on several times, and she has dealt a lot with the runner's clinic uh, over at UVA, but uh, she's become very passionate about uh, mental health. And uh, we're going to address some of those topics today with Siobhan. And um, we welcome uh, your thoughts on this. Uh, you won't be able to join us live on the podcast, but if you have any follow-up questions, you can email, email me at my website, and I can pass those along to Siobhan. And uh, we can address those at, uh, in a future podcast or, or uh, perhaps even sooner some by some uh, platform. But anyway, um, without further ado, let me bring on Siobhan Statuta. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule, Siobhan, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jerry. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to, to come on and, and have great conversations with you. And, and hopefully the listeners um, get to pick up a thing or two and, and find this to be beneficial too. Yeah. And uh We've we've talked about mental health some in the past, and also running. And uh, you're an expert in in both those uh, facets of of our society today, and and health. And uh, today we're going to deal mostly with the the mental health thing, which has become really prominent, uh, not only just at UVA and among the student body, but uh, our population in general, which. I think uh, probably came to the forefront in the last Olympics uh, when a lot of the world-renowned athletes uh, talked openly about they've had some mental health stresses and issues and, and how addressing those has helped them uh, not only as student, as, as athletes, but it just uh, their general health and, and urge other people to seek it out too. Uh, to seek out help. And uh, I think we all have our stresses and, and things that trigger those. Um, but I, I think uh, in our pre-podcast discussion, Siobhan, you, you mentioned that student athletes are arguably under more stress than the, the general public today more than ever, or at least it's become more visible. Yes. Can you address that just a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I Jerry, I completely agree with you that especially, you know, it, it really became prominent at the last Olympics just for athletes. But even I would argue before then, when COVID first started coming around and the people who were training for the upcoming Olympics didn't know if the Olympics were going to happen or not. And about that same time, um, Michael Phelps produced a documentary on HBO called The Weight of Gold. It's about 50, 55 minutes long. For the listeners out there, if you have a chance to watch it, it watch it. It is very eye-opening, very profound. Um, it, it, it essentially, he narrates it, but it, he also has a number of his professional colleagues um, tell their stories 
And, you know, you think that someone like Michael Phelps, who has won, you know, countless gold medals is living the perfect life. But yet he talked about how once he got off of the, you know, trophy stand or the medal stand and the lights went out the day after the Olympics closed, he was left empty. And so he began, he began to bring a spotlight um, to really shed um, light on this topic and others like uh, Simone Biles and others have really picked up on this and, and talked about it quite a bit. But with COVID, um, what the NCAA has found out is that the, um, the student athlete population, so they're looking at North American, um, they have one and a half to two times greater the amount of mental health concerns or um, uh, discussions, um, concerns about their mental health um, than prior to COVID. And so the NCAA has actually uh, been really good about sending out periodic surveys. And so they've had hundreds of thousands of responses from, from athletes, division one through division three. And they have found, yeah, I mean, that there has been an increase in the number, uh, you know, in, in the uh, degree of anxiety, of depression, um, and just the pressures that they've been under. What they have noticed though, which is, which is a little bit reassuring is that this past fall, the rates of hopelessness have decreased since 2020, which is a hopeful, you know, which is a great sign that, that everything's not as hopeless as, you know, it, that, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. So you're absolutely right. Um, these athletes, trying to take off, continue their careers, trying to keep up with their academic work, trying to train, trying to keep everything going in the setting of COVID and additional external stressors. They're really in a pressure cooker, so to speak. We're talking to Dr. Siobhan Statuta of UVA Sports Medicine. And um, Siobhan is now located over at the Ivy Mountain facility. Uh, that uh, if you follow our podcast, you've seen uh, and and listened to Dr. David Deduck's uh, narration of the slideshow. We went through that facility. What an incredible facility. Everybody's under one roof there, and uh, you guys can do a lot of crosswork uh, with one another. Uh, you don't have to go to different buildings to see people. Everybody is right there, uh, which I'm sure is very convenient for all of you. Uh but Siobhan, with uh, you know being connected with so many UVA athletes, um, how how much uh, have you noticed the increase in the stress, um, just over the past? Well, I guess just during COVID, uh, which yeah. has presented a whole new world of stress to everyone, but I guess particularly student athletes. Uh, how much more uh, has that increased in in your workload over the past several years? Yeah, it is. It is absolutely skyrocketed, Jerry. Um, you're right. I see runners, and I'm part of this sports orthopedic center. But when I'm not there, that's half of my my time. The other half, I'm a primary care doctor, one of three primary care doctors for the UVA athletes. So my role is to sit in an office. And we take care of, you know, preventive care. We talk about vaccinations. We take care of, you know, the lacerations that come in. 
um, the concussions, but we also handle rashes, we handle the mental health concerns. So, so it has absolutely skyrocketed um, since COVID. And I think that's, that's multifactorial. Um, I, I hope it's multifactorial. Number one, um, there's no doubt that COVID and the stressors of, is there gonna be even college taking place? Are we gonna be sent home? Um, are, is there gonna be a sports season? What happens if X amount of teammates come down with COVID? Is our season gonna be lost? All those pressures, all those pressures um, are more present. But also I wonder if the fact that we're beginning to talk about it more and more is absolutely making them feel more comfortable to come in and talk about their concerns. So my hope is that that is a component of it. But, um, but yeah, we have seen, so for example, um, in a half day of seeing athletes walk in for their concerns, I might have seen one, maybe two with a mental health concern, maybe five years ago. Now in half, half a day of clinic, uh, it's not uncommon to see six, seven in a half day. Um, and that's varying degrees of anxiety, depression, um, a lot of stressors going on there. Other than COVID, why, why do you think that is? Do you think it's just uh, our society? Uh, I, I think it's our society. I think that um, I think that Charlottesville has had a number of unfortunate events that have occurred here, um, which creates a unique and hopefully rare circumstance. Um, you know, we, we've had, we've suffered multiple tragedy after tragedy and a lot of poor press um, due to varying reasons and, and triggers. Um, and I also think that we, we are a university that is not only excellent in sports, but also demands excellence in academics. And so that in and of itself puts at student athletes at, at, at higher stress. Um, nationwide, you know, this is a very developmentally fertile age period. So you consider the 17 to 22 year old age population, this is when they're supposed to be going out and creating their, their friends and maybe dating and maybe, you know, figuring out their careers and what's going to happen next. And it's just a very fragile, fertile time of their development. So, um, so I think it's, it's multifactorial. I think it all adds up. Uh, that's kind of a good segue in, into my next question is uh, obviously everybody is keenly aware of the tragedy back in early November of the three University of Virginia football players who were shot and killed and, and another wounded and another student wounded. And um, I guess it left a little bit of a hole in the heart of everyone in the community, uh, UVA and the Charlottesville and college sports in general. But uh, there's been a lot of fallout, I suppose, from that, not just amongst the football team and the coaches staff, but also trainers, doctors, uh, 
student athletes in other sports, uh, student population in general, faculty. Um, a lot of you guys work closely with the athletes. What has been your experience in in that facet of of the tragedy, Siobhan? Just uh, and how have you guys dealt with all that? Um. It's, it's been, um, it's been, uh, it's funny to say this I, during an interview, it's, it's almost been unspeakable. Um, it is, um, you know, to, to watch these horrors play out on television at remote locations where you don't know the individuals, that's horrifying in and of itself. Then you add components of, wow, you know, I have little cousins or those of us who are parents of little kids or those of us who are parents of you know, anybody in college or anyone, you can begin to relate it to you and really empathize as to how horrible it, it, it can be. But when you know these individuals on a one, you know, on, on a personal basis, it, it takes it to unfathomable levels of pain and distress. And that's everyone. And yes, the student athletes and the teams and the coaches, everyone is affected, the athletic trainers, um, the doctors, we, we, we're all affected because we're the ones that get the phone calls. Um, we're the ones that have to take care of one another. And so how have we been able to do this? Well, I mean, I think that's where I'm blessed to say that I have amazing colleagues um, where we have no hesitation to pick up the phone, text, call um, at any hour of the day. And you know that person is going to pick up the phone. Um, and having developed trust and respecting one another, you know that you're in a safe space with them. So just understanding every, every individual involved has their own filter, which they're processing everything through. So somebody who may not have known these individuals might be having a very, very difficult time and just understanding and, and respecting that space and trying to help one another to the best of our abilities. You know, everybody handles things differently. You know, we have our talkers, we have our criers, we have those that tend to internalize it and, for example, go running. And so um, I think just trying to keep ourselves open and available yet gently offering each other distance and the space that they may need to figure out the next steps that everybody needs to take a step closer to healing. Um, it is, it, it has been remarkably difficult and it is, um, day by day at the beginning, it's, it was minute by minute, hour by hour, and just hopefully moving towards a space where we can eventually uh, begin to, I, I don't know, you, you never, you never move on from something like this. Um, but um, speaking about it and speaking about mental health and making it destigmatized is essential. So making it okay for student athletes to come to us crying or upset and knowing that they're, they're in a safe space to do that is is crucial to this entire topic of mental health. And I think that's where the world is heading, uh, even in UVA and outside of UVA. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I guess even though it's uh, remote, I guess a lot of the families of these students, not just student athletes, but students, I've had um, families from uh, long distance reach out to me on Twitter, just concerned about their kids and, and just expressing concern. Um, how do you, uh, I don't even know how you go about uh, dealing with that aspect of it as well, because it, it, it's far reaching, so far reaching out, it's out of your control, but uh, <clears throat> do you, do you talk to some of the students or student athletes just about uh, assuring their, their, families their parents that that they're okay and yeah that that's exactly right i mean fears fears are real um no matter what whether whether you agree with them or not a fear is a fear and so acknowledging yes i can understand that this is indeed really scary particularly when somebody is is not close by so thinking about the general student population and parents that might live in california for example that can't just get in a car and drive to see their child um, that you have to empathize and acknowledge, wow, their fears are, are, are legitimate to them. Um, I think having and creating an environment of, hey, it's safe to come, say what you need to say. Um, if, if athletes needed us to speak to our two parents, we're always, you know, we, we do that. Um, and just supporting one another. It's, it's a, amazing to see how behind the scenes everybody came and has come together for one another um so you know athletic trainers people who is so athletic trainers are there for the student athletes but when they're struggling the other athletic trainers are watching out for them and bringing them you know elevating it getting anybody the help that they need and just knowing who to go talk to is key so going back to the NCAA study that I talked about, one of the surveys, um, in 20, I think in 2021, in the 2021 survey, only 65% on average of student athletes knew where on their college campuses they could get mental health resources um, or help. And when asked whether they would feel comfortable themselves going, less than 50% said that they, they felt comfortable doing that. So again, it's listening out, listening for one another, telling teammates, hey, it's okay. If you have concerns for someone, our door is always open. It's confidential. Come get the help that your teammate, that your coach may need. We watch out for one another because we have to help one another together as a community to lift each other up. Uh, did you mention... Uh, when we were talking briefly off air, uh, that you were selected to um, go to New Zealand and Australia to do some mental health uh, lectures. I did. I, uh, I I was fortunate enough. So so I went with the organization, the American Medical Society of Sports Medicine. Um, it's uh, it's called the Traveling Fellowship, and I was I was one of uh, two lucky individuals to be selected. And this trip was supposed to take place back in 2020, um, but due to COVID, uh, New Zealand was shut down. And so they kept on postponing it. So we actually got to go in, in uh, November. 
we added on Australia because there was a sports medicine conference going on there. And so I, I did, I was, I got to speak on screening tools for mental health in athletes that has been um, put out by um, a working group through the International Olympic Committee. And so what they did was much like concussions, when somebody gets hit, there are there are tools that are available for people to assess, to further figure out, hey, could this be a real concussion going on? Certain questions, certain maneuvers to put someone through. Well, they took that approach and they applied it to mental health. And what they're looking for is, um, is this person suffering from anxiety or depression? Is there sleep disturbance? Is there alcohol? Is there drug misuse? Or is there disordered eating? So there are screening tools that are now available for their two styles of screening forms. There's one for medical providers, so athletic trainers, PAs, physicians, um, and psychologists. And then there's another one for the lay public. So for teammates, for coaches, for staff, um, to be able to have a resource and read and say, Hey, I'm concerned about this. These are the next steps. This is what I would tell this this person that I'm concerned about, and this is how I would plug them in to get the help that they need. So whenever any flag goes up in someone's head, it should not be ignored. Action should be taken to help, you know, help that individual who may or may not be struggling. Just getting them in front of that, in front of an individual such as a team physician to further have the conversation, to garner more information that that is the goal of it. It's not to diagnose, say, hey, you know what? You have this disorder or you have that. No, it's to allow conversations to happen. So yes, that's, that is what I was uh, speaking on. And, and it was a, a fantastic once in a lifetime trip. I'll tell you that. So yes, I was lucky that's, to go. That's quite an honor. And uh, I know the UVA community is very proud of you for being selected for that. That's, uh, that's awesome. And uh we're very happy for you. Uh, for those who might be struggling and but don't know what what to do about it, what what tools are available, Siobhan, for just the average Joe out there who who might need some help and need to talk to someone? Yeah, I think um, any. I think um, being first aware enough to understand that they themselves are not okay um, is step one and step two once that acknowledgement has been made within their head taking a step to talk to anyone would be perfect and ideal but particularly reaching out to physicians people in the medical community um, I have oftentimes been seeing runners with stress fractures and I just open, you know, I, I'll throw out a question as to how are you doing? You know, it's been a tough year. Um, I notice that your, you know, your mileage has really increased. Is everything okay? Are you, wait, wait, to tell me a little bit more about this increase in mileage and many of them use it as a method to handle mental health concerns and anxiety, for example, and it's something that they can control. And it just opens the door to having these conversations. So I would just encourage um, anybody who is listening to ask a question and 
seek help from a friend who is medical, anybody around you can get you to the right person. Um, there are, you know, there's Region 10, there's UVA, there are these um, screening forms that can be found on Google. Um, you can, there's now, there are now, because of COVID, um, virtual therapists that you could reach out to um, online. So just seeking mental health um, help from anyone having the conversation with somebody who can help you is, is the essential key. Yeah, I saw, uh, uh, I think it was a study in Japan that just came out that uh, said uh, the one way to combat mental health issues in teenagers is through exercise. And uh, at first I would say, duh, because I, didn't we know this like 30 years ago? <laughs> but but I guess that's one way of doing it, right? Well, I think I think that's a that's a tactic that can help. I mean, we know exercise gets you outdoors. Outdoors, you know, that helps. Being outside can help. You get your endorphin rush. Your post exercise endorphin rush. Um, it helps some people process um, and reflect on their days and kind of come up with with strategies. Um, but yet, sometimes the mental health concern is bigger than just running to exercise. You, you know, it is it is oftentimes a chemical, it, it's a response to a chemical, you know, um, I don't wanna say imbalance, but a chemical shift or a chemical circumstance that predisposes individuals. So there are genetic components to this. And no matter how hard someone is exercising, they may still struggle. So yes, there there are a lot of things that that is that are available there. Uh, apps on the phone that you can do, for example, Calm is an app that you can download and it can talk you through mindfulness and deep breathing and um, yoga is a great option. Other people prefer more of the adrenaline rush and running and, and sports. So, but um, beginning to be aware of oneself and understanding, hey, you know what? I'm not motivated. I'm not myself. I'm not excited to go to work anymore you know it, this is now affecting me in many venues of my life and acknowledging hey that's real i'm going to talk to my friend i'm going to talk to a safe person and, and begin by actually saying the words out loud that's that that is important we are wrapping up our segment with dr siobhan statuta of uva sports medicine and uh we've been talking a lot about mental health some of it's been uh, very eye-opening. Some of it's uh, a little depressing, <laughs> as you might expect. But let's go out on a little brighter note, Siobhan. Uh, it's that time for New Year's resolutions. Uh, what should we be careful about in those? Should we not be making resolutions that uh, we can't keep? Or is that just part of, of who we are? <laughs> Well, that's funny because you have you have two distinct approaches out there that I have seen. You have the people who are like, well, it's New Year's and I always make resolutions and, and I never keep them. So I'm not going to even do it this year. This is a great time of year, no matter what, whether you've had success in the past, to try to set yourself a goal, whether it is physical, whether it's social, whether it's mental, but make it, make it attainable, make it reachable. So something that is objectively measurable. So if you want to lose weight, not saying, hey, I want to lose weight or not saying I want to lose 20 pounds, but just saying, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds in a year. 
So ideally I would lose half of that by summer. So I'd like to lose one, maybe two pounds a month. And this is how I'm going to do it. So really writing it down and breaking it, breaking each piece down into small attainable goals. Um, we live in a community that is so wonderfully um, geared towards activities and outdoors. And so we have an amazing running community, so many 5Ks out there, whether people want to run them or walk them. Um, the, the people who participate in these races are really fun, very supportive. So, so really easy to gain a network of support with that. Um, and then, but, but yes, I mean, I think taking, taking stock of, okay, um, you know, I, these are my resolutions, uh, this year I'm going to take self-care because the last couple of years have been really hard. So taking care of yourself allows you to be a better version of yourself so that you can be there for others. So really kind of allowing yourself the grace to take care of yourself that's sleep that's exercise that's food um and then having sustaining relationships so all of this this is a great time no matter whether you've been successful or not in the past with resolutions it's a great time of the year to take stock as to what happened the last year and what ideally would you want to attain in this upcoming year great advice great advice from siobhan statuta we really appreciate you Takes you some time out of your busy schedule to uh, give us your expertise on so many topics. And uh, she's world renowned now. She's been all over the globe. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, you're getting some great free advice from an expert. So uh, I hope you take advantage and listen carefully to what she has advised to us. And uh, we wish you a very prosperous and healthy new year and uh, we'll have you back on sometime in the near future, Siobhan. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Jerry. Take care now. Okay. You too. Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen Barn. The barn has been family owned and operated since 1965 with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth watering food at Virginia's big time steakhouse. Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsman's Bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-46. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store. As a lifelong runner, the pain in my feet was debilitating. Finally, I went into the Good Feet Store and found the answer personally fit art supports. They helped me so much, I ran my first marathon that year. Then, because I believed in the Good Feet system so much, I bought the store. I'm so happy to offer my hometown community the opportunity to find relief from foot, knee, and back pain. The Goodfeet Store is located in the shops at Stonefield near Trader Joe's. Book your appointment today at goodfeet.com. UVA Orthopedics and Sports Medicine boast one of the finest teams of doctors in the country, and they're right here in Charlottesville to not only provide care for the University of Virginia athletic teams, but also the Charlottesville and Central Virginia communities. UVA Orthopedics has been a proud sponsor of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show for the past two years. 
with numerous team members featured in weekly segments where doctors share great insight into various sports injuries, what causes them, how to treat them, and recovery time. Their team of experts are there for you and offer the best care to solve your health problems and get you back on your feet. Let their team of specialists get you back in the game. 